Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you tonight, it's Aria, Nikki, and Bonnie. I was trying to make it a point to remind people that not only is this election not important, your your high school class president election was probably more impactful on your life than the actual election yesterday. I don't know. I'm really happy Don Boldick lost. That was the governor, or sorry, the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate here in New Hampshire, who was caught lying on video and attacking someone who happens to be a host of our show. He attacked Joa from Thursday nights on Free Talk Live last week. It all got caught on video, and uh, that guy lost. But I think he would have lost anyway. I'm happy that Bolduck lost. Well, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not happy that he lost because. I don't think that's the right way to look at this. With that coming into it with that mentality leads to, well, I'm going to vote for Maggie Hassan to make sure that Bolduck loses. You know? In in general, I like that No de- one in this studio did that, I no, don't think. Obviously. Yeah. But I like in general the idea of being against something like I'm an anarchist, you know, that's against the state. I'm a Satanist, that's against, you know, the organized religion of the day and instead of using more positive terms like voluntarism or humanist so in general, I like that sort of divisive language to draw a point, but I'm worried when it comes to duopolies that it, it creates this fear of people, this fear within people that if they don't vote for the bad guy, then the even worse guy will win. Yeah, but that's what's great in this race. There was also a third party candidate for me to vote for. There was. Unfortunately, Jeremy Coffin didn't get 4%, so we have to get signatures next time a libertarian w- runs, but... It's fine. Yeah, Jeremy Kaufman, the Libertarian candidate, got only 2% of the votes in this recent election, which kind of just put him in line with your typical Libertarian uh, vote getting. By happy that he lost, I'm just happy that somebody who attacked my friend on video and was smiling about it and lying about it to get him arrested isn't like the next senator in my state. Even though I know that that doesn't really mean much, it's just like, you can't do that. I haven't even seen the video yet. Is it as oh, bad wow. as I would expect it to be? Where it's like, I mean, I've, I imagine like that a minute if you want to watch it during a break, it's okay, like preschoolers, uh, a preschooler, Don Bolduck, pretending to get hit and then smiling, knowing he's lying to the teachers while the teachers are putting the other guy in timeout. That's sort of yeah. why I, 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 I guess that's sort of why I haven't watched it yet because it's hard to believe that such a thing could really be done by a grown person. You know, there's an interesting takeaway from last night, right? A lot of the low information people out there are going to be going off about how New Hampshire voted all Democrat because that's all they look at. They only look at the federal races. They see the blue color on the map on like the national news or whatever, and they freak out about it. And like Justin O'Donnell, for instance, who was on our show recently, was trying to argue with some of these people online. It's like, just don't even bother. These people are so low information. They don't matter. These people aren't people who are considering moving to New Hampshire. They're not libertarians who understand that this is the largest libertarian migration and that we don't care what happens at the federal level. So the interesting takeaway here was that Despite Maggie Hassan and the other uh, Democrats getting reelected at the federal level in New Hampshire, New Hampshire voters also voted for a Republican for governor. So it's not like some total blue wave here in New Hampshire. In fact, when you actually look at the numbers, and I've got them pulled up here from the AP, we're at about 96, 97 percent votes counted. So it's pretty much a done deal uh, at this point. 
you've got 96% of the votes counted in the Senate race and 97% in the governor race. We're going to call that about the same, right? Obviously. Maggie Hassan, the Democratic winner in the Senate race, received 322,000 and change votes. Chris Sununu, the Republican governor, received 343,000 votes. 20,000 more people voted for Chris Sununu than Maggie Hassan. That would have been in my guess race. because I mean, even even though I voted for Jeremy, not Jeremy Kaufman, uh, Carlin Borisinko for governor, in a lot of the federal races, like uh, I didn't even vote. Mm-hmm. Like if there wasn't a libertarian on the ballot or someone that I knew personally, I wasn't going to vote for them. Yeah, me too. So uh, more than half of the ballot that I turned in was just blank. Me too. But Don Bolduc's remember Chris Sununu, the Republican, had three hundred forty three thousand votes. Don Bolduck, also a Republican, in the next race, basically down on the ballot. So, like, most voters participated in both of these races. Like, the further you go down the ballot, the fewer participants you get, right? Because people just say, I don't know who these people are, and they just don't vote in those races. Uh, Don Bolduck only got 269,000 votes. So, on these pieces of paper, a certain number of them were turned in. Way more people... Voted for the Republican in governor in the governor race, and way less people, like a hundred thousand, not quite eighty thousand less, fewer people, voted for the Republican in the Senate race. So it, that's it, brutal. It goes, for Bolduc, I yeah, mean. it goes to show you that Bolduc was a terrible candidate. Number one, he could not get the support of likely the independents because remember in New Hampshire, there's three voter categories: there's Republicans, there's Democrats. And then there's what they call undeclared voters. We have Jessica on the line from Missouri. Jessica, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I believe that the red wave didn't happen. I didn't figure it was. I figured, well, the people that are on the radio that talk this um, right-wing stuff, you know, get their marching orders directly from the Republican National Committee. And, um, And the longer the time went on, they've been doing this for six straight months, you're talking about a red wave and a red tsunami and all this. And I knew it wasn't going to happen because the, the inflation might be bad, but it's not that bad. If your job doesn't quite pay your rent, you can go get another job and that pays better. So nobody's really feeling that much of a pinch. It's like, and on top of that, it's like, well, you know, the, the RNC, it kind of looks like they already knew they were going to lose. That's why they kept beating the war drums about, oh, go vote, go vote, go vote. And, and um, you know, we're going to have this red wave and all that. And I knew that was BS. But, but the thing is that I think the major reason that didn't happen was because of the senior voting box. When Biden got on the air and said, if the Republicans get power, they're going to come after your Social Security checks. And that, that alone could have you know, shut down their, their little red wave. That, that was a thing they were using against Don Bolduck in New Hampshire. So I think that that could be a factor if lots of people all over, over the country were saying Republicans are going to take away your Medicare. But my thing is, I don't think it's that inflation isn't that bad. I think it's that they had a successful campaign of confusing people about what inflation is. Because yesterday when I was holding signs at the polls, I was talking mostly to Democrat old ladies. And this one Democrat old lady said to a Republican old man, 
oh, inflation, because he had a sign that said inflation. She was like, all inflation is, is greedy business owners Which doesn't gouging the prices. And she fully believed that. Yeah. I, I sort of understand where Jessica's coming from on this, though, because I've, I've seen this at my other job. It's it's true that a lot of people can't just go work for somewhere else and make more money right now, or they can get job raises at the jobs they're at. I suspect a lot of people are going to be paying attention to this cryptocurrency bloodbath because one of the articles that I saw tonight is about how Tom Brady was one of the people who seems to have had most of his cryptocurrency on the FTX exchange. Oh. Wow. Now, this was the third largest cryptocurrency exchange by volume FTX was. And that's surprising to me because I, I I, mean, I've been out of the crypto space for nearly two years. But I I haven't. And I've never heard of it until this I've, scandal. Yeah, I haven't heard of it either. Yeah, so. I didn't either. You know, I mean, Binance, Coinbase, uh, Kraken. I've heard of all of these companies. Uh, even Gemini, who I can't stand, I've heard of them. <laughs> but FTX... Never heard of them. But uh, Binance was looking into purchasing FTX because FTX is experiencing what they're calling a liquidity crunch. On Tuesday, Binance signed a letter of intent to purchase its troubled competitor FTX and what appeared to be a potential bailout of the latter amid its liquidity crunch. But just a bit over 40, 24 hours later, that plan crumbled. Binance backed out after reviewing the company's structure and books, it said in a statement to the Wall Street Journal. Our hope was to be able to support FTX customers to provide liquidity, but the issues are beyond our control or ability to help. So does Yikes. that X, uh, cancel out their contract and everything, or is uh, Binance now on the whole... Or wait, is it Binance? It, was gonna it is Binance. Well, they never had a contract. They oh. they signed a letter of intent saying that they intended to purchase it, but they backed out of that. Presume, uh, assume, apparently they could still back out of it. They were still in the early enough stages where Binance was just taking a look at their books and seeing how things were. And within 24 hours, they're like, yeah, this is beyond our control. We can't That's do good. anything to help. This is just going to crash and burn and we're going to watch it. Not that I like Binance, but I'm happy that it didn't affect two cryptocurrency exchanges. Yeah, well, Binance probably has enough money that they could have weathered the storm if a push came to shove, but it sounds like purchasing FTX would basically just be a proposition of losing money. They may get FTX as customers. A lot of those are probably duplicate customers because there aren't I don't think there's very many people who just use one cryptocurrency exchange to acquire cryptocurrency. I suspect most people use a few different ones because you can't really trust any of them. And again, you shouldn't have your cryptocurrency on any of these exchanges in the first place. I understand but you have to go there to buy them. But after that, you should immediately withdraw it into a wallet that's in your control. And that's what I was going to say about Tom Brady. Wasn't he earning cryptocurrency for football or whatever he does? I don't know the specifics of that. Some of these people, they just had uh, accounts open in their names with uh, FTX. So maybe it was that where his football, uh, whatever team he played for, had an account for him at FTX. And they were just sending part of his salary to buy Bitcoin. I don't know. I don't know what Tom Brady's finances are like. The thing Nikki's pointing out that I think is like the worst part, if it is kind of like a false flag or orchestrated in some way, is that people are just going to be like, oh, hopefully Tom Brady, I like Tom Brady. I hope that he gets to get uh, some money back for that, you know, like build out or, you know, whatever. People are going to start 
being like, we need protection on cryptocurrency because they don't understand it's totally Tom Brady's fault, 100% Tom Brady's fault. They're going to be like, oh, we need protection on cryptocurrency. And it's like what library lbry.com just tweeted. They said if the SEC was trying to make to gain more power in crypto, what would they do? They'd go after the good guys like library and make sure they lose and then uh, call for protection for the bad guys that they let fail because, you know, this guy was clearly Bankman who owned FTC he was clearly a government guy he was going to the FCC or F- SEC and all these people to be- make sure he's in compliance. And he was giving money to like all the Democrats and he was like totally political so he could totally be in on it. He was, but I don't think so. That that's that story is true of most of the cryptocurrency world's major players. Most of them, are, like the CEO of Coinbase, I can't remember his name now, but most of them give a fair amount of money to political campaigns because they want to... I can't say I blame them. If I was a billionaire, I would also throw a few million dollars to Joe Biden to leave me alone. <laughs> it's It's just the cost of doing business to these people. I don't think it's I don't think it necessarily indicates any corruption on their part to be doing that. I would do it. Right. Like he has to go. He doesn't have to go and make sure he's all compliant with all these people. Oh, no, he's definitely a tool. There's no doubt about that. He he absolutely was. But I don't think it was a false flag or any of that stuff. I I think if the U.S. government would be playing way too risky to be because it's the U.S. government. They're so awful at everything they do. I don't believe for a minute they could orchestrate the rise of this cryptocurrency exchange that could collapse after making a series of monumentally bad decisions after a CEO has already been ripped apart, apparently by Eric Voorhees on the Internet. Well, if me, you and Ian and Nikki all didn't know about SFC till FTX, FTX till uh, today. Sorry, I got confused because I said SFC. Right. Um, if we all didn't know about it till yesterday, I wouldn't even be shocked if it didn't exist until last night. We have Alu Axelman calling from here in New Hampshire. Alu, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, you write for the Liberty Block. That's the website I should promote. Alu, welcome to Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Yes, thanks for having me. I want to talk about the election yesterday from a unique analysis perspective, I would think. In New Hampshire, it was a... You know, there was supposed to be a red wave in New Hampshire and everywhere. That did not happen. Um, it, was, it was more uh, Democrats than Republicans throughout the United States. But in New Hampshire, the GOP did pretty badly. They lost their majority in the House and Senate. It looks like the Senate will be even here in New Hampshire. And the House in New Hampshire will be probably even maybe Republicans with a tiny majority. But even though it was a bad day for the GOP, it was a really good day for libertarians, for free staters. It looks like uh, around 40 by 50 or 100 libertarians um, won election or re-election and I'm looking right here it says according that, to a hundred according to uh, who 147 so according to uh well let me look at Th- this isn't us this isn't free staters uh state reps that we have like this is all offices throughout the state of new hampshire i'm assuming so, because so, sorry i was looking at, at those running for election there, there were 160 endorsed by the nhla running okay for got it and uh, the amount who won the NHLA didn't put out yet, but AFP put out, I think, 43 wins. So AFP, Americans for Prosperity, endorses pretty much libertarians. Um, you know, a lot of them are free staters. A lot of them are uh, – some are voluntarists, some are libertarians. And they're based mostly on economic freedom, criminal justice freedom, drug freedom, gun rights. So AFP is really, really good. And 43 of their endor- endorsed candidates won, mostly state reps, um, a few state senators, I believe, and an executive counselor. So – that's really, really good. A lot of them are free staters who were reelected, 
and a lot of uh, first-time free staters. It looks like two, three, four, maybe five, but at least two or three that I've seen so far, first-time state reps free staters, meaning the number now is up to like 50. That's great. Well, yeah, but some lost. I mean, some returning free staters lost, like Mike Sylvia, he's no longer... Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, he still is no longer yeah. a state rep. So we have to, we lost a free state or a state rep when we lost Mike Sylvia. So but hopefully we won enough good ones to make up for it because it's like. I would be stunned if the number of free state or state reps or libertarian state reps increased. A few other decent reps lost the election. Those, they didn't support Liberty. Um, and Bonnie's favorite rep in the universe from Merrimack did uh, not win re election. And I think she was the only one in Merrimack Republican who did not win re-election. Uh, uh, okay, I was like, I, we have no idea who the hell you're talking about. I did. It was Wilson Blasek. But I'm not like a happy she lost. I, I would have rather her won. It's not like I hate her or something. She was just rude to me about secession. And the thing is, she was telling me secession is political suicide. So, uh, no, nope. Is it, though? It's not. Apparently Actually, being not. against abortion is. Well, that's not supposed yeah, Being against abortion, abortion should be political suicide. I mean, to, wanting to deny people rights, whether you agree with what they want to use those rights for or not, wanting to deny people the rights to say what does and doesn't happen to their body should be political suicide. And it yeah, is, but not secession. Yeah, so, so as far as secession and yesterday, yesterday was a mixed bag, but we saw a lot more polarization. Florida is more and more red. DeSantis won by like 16 or 20 points. Um, a lot of places became more red or more blue, more divided. And everyone is super upset and, and, and caring so much about what happened in D.C. If you don't want to have to worry every two years about who controls D.C. because they're going to control our lives and you want more, you know, close to home decision making, then you support independence. You're probably more in touch with these people than I am. Who is upset? I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm just not in touch with them. Who Who is upset about the turnouts? I mean, the results of yesterday's election and why are they upset? Because as I was saying at the very beginning of the show, as far as I can tell, it was just a mundane, ordinary election where nothing of substance really changed in any direction. The needle didn't move. It was just a, a, it was just an election. Yeah, it didn't move much, um, but Republicans were and everyone, pollsters, Republican, Democrat, everyone was expecting a tremendous red wave of Republicans taking the U.S. House and U.S. Senate with big majorities. And that did not happen. It looks like they'll both be extremely close to even, just like in the New Hampshire House. Okay, they'll both be totally tied. And everyone was expecting a tremendous red wave. That's why it was a big, big disappointment. It was not what anyone expected. And this was like the, the most wrong pollsters have ever been ever since maybe uh, 2016 Trump being elected. But the pollsters were everyone was wrong. And I was wrong, too. We all thought it would be a huge red wave. And it was not meaning we overestimated how much people care about inflation and the bad economy. And we underestimated how much people care about abortion. I think the unfortunate part about inflation, and I'm not going to harp on it because I already explained this to another caller, is just that the left had a good campaign of misinformation about what inflation is. Yes, and they said it's a global issue, and that was their pushback, and Republicans didn't have a rebuttal. They said, well, it's not Biden, it's a global issue, because other mm. countries also have crappy Federal Reserve, you know, central banks that are inflating the currency. But this, it's a global problem, it's not Biden's fault. We have Major Payne on the line from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. You guys remember uh, during the last election, there was all this scuttlebutt about the Dominion voting machines and whether or not they were legit and such? I do because I, well, not for the last election, but I, what, I'm originally from Mississippi, obviously, and they have the voting machines there. And there's no, there's no paper trail whatsoever of your vote. It's 100% digital. There's no way to get a paper ballot. You, 
You have no way of knowing that the machine is recording your ballot correctly or not. And some of these, I think the Dominion was at least print out a receipt saying, hey, this is what you voted for. The ones they had in Mississippi didn't even do that. It was just 100% digital, no accountability, no paper trail, no record. And they're closed source. Yeah, for all I knew, it just took my vote and immediately gave it to Donald Trump or whoever. Yeah, it could have. Well, the, the machines we had here in Michigan, supposedly, I don't know if we had 100% Dominion voting machines or if it was a mixture of this, that, and the other thing. But after I was apprised of this Dominion problem, this time when I went in and voted, we had exactly the same form to fill out, little dots to scribble in and whatnot. You could vote a straight ticket one way or the other. <sighs> I figured that was the easiest way to get chunked, was just to vote straight one party. Right? I can't, I can't believe be- some states even do that. Uh, New Hampshire thought about bringing that back where, you know, you have the ballot question at the beginning of your ballot that says you, c- you can vote for all of the Republicans by checking this box and all wow. the Democrats by checking this box. That way you don't have to actually go through it, even know anything about the candidates. You're just yeah. literally voting for the party at that point. Saves you like two minutes. Yeah, I can't believe that such a thing even exists. But well, it really doesn't. Because no. you're voting for a person, not a party, but for some reason no one can understand that. And you're like admitting by yeah. signing that that you don't even you don't even know who you're voting yeah. for. And if People there's that- anything I've successfully done in my life, it showed yeah, how right. bad of an idea it is to vote straight party ticket. Yeah. One thing that really raised my eyebrows is I remember this Dominion thing. And I didn't take a good look at this machine a couple of years ago because I hadn't been apprised of the situation. But this time when I'm walking up to it, I'm eyeing it real good. And it's the same damn machine I used last year, but now it's painted flat black. And all the tags are painted over. So I didn't have a clue. And that really, hmm, that <laughs> brought my fur the wrong way. I understand, man. I'm of the opinion that all elections are fraudulent. And I I, I don't care if they're using the Dominion voting machines or if they're pretending. Because the way it works in New Hampshire, you get a paper ballot and then it goes into this machine and it just disappears. Right. That's not any better. I will say I wrote in Aria Demetso for sheriff since I couldn't vote for you for state rep. Thanks. I appreciate it. I I think Ian did that as well. Uh, A a couple of my friends did in other elections. too. I Hmm. I wish there was some way of knowing how many people actually did that because I mean they you just... can you can go to the town hall and ask them for all write-ins and they'll show you. Yeah, I'm talking about like friends in Colorado though. Oh. I'm, I'm, like I would have to do that in every town, in every county, in every state. It's like I don't care that much. Yeah, but like I wish instead of just writing miscellaneous candidates, they would actually yeah, the secretary of state should actually put in the work to Mickey Mouse twelve or yeah. Demetso two. Yeah, they should actually yeah. do that, but they don't because they don't have to. They don't even verify that the numbers they get make sense yeah clearly so i said obvious why would i have any faith in this institution that one made me a sheriff candidate okay that's your first big problem as a republican at least. as a republican yes well as anything right <laughs> I, maybe as well a yeah Aria is candidate. clearly a republican right <laughs> I could understand a system like if the Libertarian Party made me their sheriff candidate, I could at least understand that. Right. But not for any of the other two parties. And then it went on to give 7000 extra votes. 
to my opponent, which changed the numbers from like me getting 15 or 25 percent to me getting like 18 percent. Like it was a substantial amount of the total number of votes here. It was like seven to 10 percent of the total number of votes that were cast in the entire election didn't even exist. And this is just one town in one county, in one state, in one race. You multiply this by all of the races, by all of the counties, by all of the states and all of the townships and all of the humans who could be making a, that simple little mistake of accidentally hitting a nine instead of a six. And suddenly they're sending three too many votes or 30 or 300 or even 3000. And no one's there on the other end to go, yeah, that number looks about right. Or and even if they do, like they're if, government government workers, it's not like a government worker is going to be like. Wait, I know how many pop, how much the yeah. population of West Berlin, they just won't know. They'll just type in the number that is in front of them and then go on with their lives. And that's probably what happened. Well, right? and if the number was only wrong about like three people, they wouldn't know in the first place. Yeah. When you know most of the people that are working these jobs, they have their own opinions, they have their own candidates, and things are getting very polarized these days, way more than, I mean, it was always very polarized between the left and the right, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. People are getting more divided. So if somebody's a diehard conservative, they're more likely to make mistakes that are going to favor their party. That's exactly what happened with the Bible. All the cleric or clerk clerics or whatever that had to write down the scribes. They would write down, they would literally look at the Bible and rewrite it because there weren't printing machines. Whenever they were part of a faction that believed this certain part or thing, they would just change the a, a thing to make it more like what they believed. We have Chuck on the line from Washington listening on K-Talks. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live. Right. So I'm a listener on K-Talks, but I want to comment on Portland, Oregon politics at that. Uh, so we're all on the same page here. Okay. Uh, one of the more interesting uh, observations that I made is that Portland voters uh, went ahead and they actually decided to expand their form of government from, I think, from like, four people to 12 to include a mayor. And then they wanted a city manager. What blew me away. And I'm thinking Portland had no mayor or city manager. No, no, they have a mayor form of government and they have a, a a commission form of government. If that makes any sense. Uh, None of this makes sense. Yeah. Say again. None of this makes sense. Well, like I I have no idea what the different forms of city governments really are. I know that we have a mayor well, here in Keene. It's, it's a shakedown racket. I mean, for for starters, but okay. uh, they need we need something to go off on, I guess. So uh, you got your uh, city manager form of government. You got your strong mayor. You got your uh, city council mayor. Uh, you got your commissioner form of government. You got various forms of government. And uh, the city of Portland has decided that in order to solve their problems. They're going to uh, get this new form of government where they're uh, expanding, I guess, the voter districts uh, and they're adding a city manager. What really just blows my mind, if anybody knows anything about city government, I mean, you're talking about a city manager that has, let's talk about Bullhead City, Arizona, for starters, but I don't want to get into that. uh, What is uh, your issue with having the city manager, though? I think the city manager is a demonstration for a city that doesn't know what they're doing. And so what uh, the city is trying to shift to right now is they're looking for a 
somebody to go to. Oh, geez, we, we don't really know what we're doing here. We got uh, tents all up and down the city, and uh, it really is like that. When you get off the Amtrak or anything like that, there, it ain't no joke. It's it's like a tent city along, the, but they're doing things to uh, do that. But they got everybody pissed off enough where they uh, have decided that their form of government is incompetent, that they're looking for something else. We need to modify our government. I don't come to that conclusion at all from them getting a city manager. It sounds like they're like, okay, more government. It seems like if you're going to have a bureaucratic type of government, then you're going to want a city manager whose job it is to like manage that. But I I don't know. I don't know what a city manager does, and I don't really care because... I think Obama was that in Chicago before he was president. Oh, I didn't know Oh, wait, he was a city planner. I don't know what the difference is. That's probably the same thing. It's probably, yeah. Community planner? Maybe that's it? You know, status being status. So it's not anything terribly interesting. I I don't know why our caller there was so interested in it, but it wasn't interesting to me. Way more interesting things happened that Aria was going to bring up They are absolutely like slavery has been outlawed in some, but not all states where it was on the ballot. So evidently one state that we're going to talk about did not outlaw slavery. But the big news. Wait, wait, did most people think that slavery was already illegal in America? The average American thinks that slavery is illegal. But, but it's not. I, I mean, you can still go to jail and become a slave that way with their uh, their right. work programs and whatnot. Because slavery is not illegal; it's totally legal. But you have to, it has to be considered punishment for a crime. Yep. And it's no surprise that immediately after that, we started seeing more laws that disproportionately target people who are black and Hispanic and other minorities, so that you know they could continue the institution of slavery. But now. Oh, they're just we're just punishing them for a crime. And we just so happen to make this thing illegal that we knew was going to cause police to disproportionately target them that we're totally not just trying to keep the institution of slavery alive here. That's just how things had to be. That's but most people do think that slavery is illegal in the United States and they don't realize that, you know, it's completely legal. It just has to be considered punishment for a crime. And the things that are considered crimes in the United States is ever growing. However, voters in three states approved ballot measures to amend their state constitutions to prohibit slavery and involuntary servitude as punishment for a crime, while those in a fourth state rejected the move. So three states voted to remove the the allowance of slavery as punishment for a crime from their constitutions outright, just make slavery illegal. And that, to me, is a positive development that I didn't see coming. I had no idea they were even going to vote on this. I did not either. This is the first I've heard about it. Surprisingly, two of the three states that did this are southern states. Alabama and Tennessee were Mm. two of them. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases and legislation is now available for 
for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. In Louisiana, which is obviously a former slaveholding state, I don't know why the article felt the need to point that out, but obviously it was, voters rejected a ballot question, which was known as Amendment 7, that asked whether they supported a constitutional amendment to prohibit the use of involuntary servitude in the criminal justice system, which means that the state of Louisiana knowingly, willfully, and deliberately voted to keep slavery in the state of Louisiana. And I think it has less to do with it being an ex-slave state and more to do with it being a current police state. Yeah, excellent point. The initiatives won't force immediate changes on the state's prisons, but they may invite legal challenges over the practice of coercing prisoners to work under the threat of sanctions or loss of privileges if they refuse, which I think is more or less how it is now where they can't like actually force you to work. They just take away sanctions or privileges if you refuse. But I mean, realistically, that was the case during, you know, slavery prior to the Civil War as well, where they they literally couldn't force you to work. They could just punish you until you were like, fine, I will do some work. So that's not really fundamentally different. The types of punishment has changed rather than, you know, whipping you. They're taking away your your bed mat or whatever, but they're still punishing you for refusing to work. The results were celebrated among anti-slavery advocates and i'm celebrating i'm happy to hear it i wish we had had something similar here in new hampshire but of course we didn't we did have two constitutional questions on the ballot here i don't remember what either i remember one of them was do you want a constitutional convention of course i voted yes for that yes let's do this let's have one and and it lost it was so stupid it it loses every time right i mean The, the democrats i was like polling with they were saying to each other hey don't forget vote no on the constitutional convention i was like why because they're scared of what people would do if they actually had a chance to change the fundamental nature of the New Hampshire government. I want to change the one, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, that says, in a society, we give up some natural rights to live in a society. Where does that doesn't make this? any sense. It's in the constitutional, the Constitution of New Hampshire. And it's my least favorite one. And there's a free stater. I won't out him because it's so embarrassing. But there's a free stater... <laughs> on Twitter that uh, defended that part of the Constitution when I was saying it needs to go. I mean, that's an understandable claim if you operate on the assumption that a society is something that one voluntarily and deliberately joins, not something that you can be forced to join just by being in a given geographical area, right. which is what most people mean when they mean society. Oh, you, you're you in society. You have to agree to give up some rights. No. A society is something like the Shire Society that I voluntarily joined. And what you have here is a criminal gang that is trying to intimidate and oppress me. And you don't have to give up some rights to join a society. You gave up no rights by joining the Shire Society, and um, people just fundamentally, fundamentally don't understand what rights are. Like, Somebody literally said to me, oh, well, I give up my right to drive my monster truck over your lawn, etc. That's not a right. That was never a right. That's a wrong. There's an update on Brittany Griner, who was arrested 
several months ago, uh, some WNBA thing, Women's National Basketball Association, she was flying to Russia to play basketball, or maybe she was just hanging out. I don't know what the hell she was doing in Russia. But she... Uh, She was flying there to play basketball or do some kind of sports thing. But she took some pot with her, which was ill-advised. I I would suggest if you're traveling... She did say that she didn't know it was in there. I mean, that's just what she said. I mean, it could have been... And and that could be true. It could have been an honest accident. But if I'm going to Russia, I'm probably double-checking my bags to make sure I don't have any like weapons or drugs in there. It was like multiple cartridges, too. It wasn't just like, oh, you have marijuana on the bottom of your foot, which has happened to people. They've gotten in trouble for uh, that in like Saudi Arabia. No, I mean... Obviously, the woman should have the right to consume whatever she yeah, wants to consume. But I, I would suggest that if you're going to some countries like Russia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, North Korea, China, you may want to make extra care that I mean, you're not carrying anything prohibited into those places where there are literal authoritarian police states that will throw you in prison and disappear you. Doesn't mean she deserves to get yeah, a nine year sentence no, that she not. got. Which I didn't think you thought that either, but... Yeah, it's certainly not of a pot. I mean, that, yeah, that's the absurdity. it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, we look at that in the West. If, if I was Putin, I would be playing this up. But for some reason, they're not. I would, you know, the United States, you have plenty of people who are in prison for longer sentences than nine years for having pot. So, mm. pot, pot, meat, kettle in this particular story, so... The United States can't, they want to have Brittany Griner released, obviously, but that's because they're viewing her as a political prisoner. But the reality is that there are countless people in federal facilities right now who are in prison basically for marijuana. Yeah. And that's not changing anytime soon. So, what's the update on Brittany Griner? WNBA star Brittany Griner has been moved to a Russian forced labor camp. Months after the basketball player was arrested in Russia for allegedly possessing cannabis oil. The development is the latest update after Griner's appeal of her nine-year sentence was denied by a Russian court last month. Well, I, I hope she wasn't expecting to have any semblance of justice in Russia. I mean, Russia as a state isn't any worse than the United States, right? No, they're all evil. However, you're an American citizen going to Russia when Russia and the United States are pretty much enemies at this point. You, I would not have even gone there. The United States prison population exceeds Russia's. It exceeds China's. Well, China's may not be true if you count like the Uyghur Muslims. We don't really know what's going on in the Xinjiang province there. Hmm. If you include those, that China probably has a higher prison population, but they're not acknowledging that. And it's like, that. oh, well, we're second to China. Yeah. <laughs> also, right. Like, <laughs> well, it's, Plus, realistically, China turned all of Shanghai into a prison, and that was like what thirty million people. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't remember the population of Shanghai, but they essentially turned it into a prison where people couldn't leave their homes as they wanted. So America did that too. So never forget, that, America never welded anyone into their yeah, homes. Yeah, that's. I mean, America, the U.S. sucks. But the stuff that the Chinese government has done, I I can't even, there's no comparison. I mean, at least people in the U.S. could go to the pharmacy and get, I mean, even on, in Australia, people could still get their medications from what I knew. There was a, a girl in Atlanta early, early on in the pandemic when lockdowns first started happening who went to jail because she went to go buy tampons. They were like, what, what are you doing? Going to buy tampons? They arrested her because there was a curfew. 
Jesus, but that's definitely essential. Yeah. And if there's a curfew, then why would the store be open? Because it's only open for like people who were working. I don't know. I, I can't even believe She's that. She's just walking that was to her real. car or something. Yeah, that's just nuts. I can't even believe that that was real, that that could actually be an arrestable offense. Well, I, very little of what happened sure during COVID dropped. was rational. They'll right? arrest yeah. people all the time. It doesn't matter if it's... It, they'll just drop it if it's not uh, like able to be brought to court. Yeah. That's right. and, there's no, and there's no punishment for the police when they do this. And if they you know successfully do it, they do successfully convict you. Well, look at that. They now have a new slave that they can force to work. It's literally, if she is sunk, then uh, she's a witch. If she, I mean, if she sunk, then, oh, she wasn't a witch. And if she didn't sink, then she's a witch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's dead in either event. So what good did any of it do? That, that's pretty much American society as a whole. And I hate it for Brittany Griner because I, I can only imagine how bad these circumstances in the Russian labor camps are. I've seen some of these documentaries. That I like watching them, like World's Prisons. And some of them are better than others, but how much do prisons around the world suck? Some of them are really bad, but occasionally they talk about these ones in Siberia and stuff like that, where it's like, oh my God, how can any human being survive out there? Even like now? I don't know about night now. Yeah, I'd have to watch the documentaries again in order to figure out whether or not I was watching one that was talking about the 60s or hmm. the 2010s. I don't remember that well. I just know that there were prisons in Siberia where people disappeared to, and it's just amazing that anyone ever survived out there in Siberia. There was that guy in Arizona who was a... Joe big... Arpaio? Yeah, I think so. And he let a lady who... Uh, just got in jail for drugs and she was going through withdrawals, die in a cage outside. Oh my god! That sounds like Joe Arpaio. Uh, he, yeah, it was dude, him, I think. he did some horrible stuff out there in Arizona. I don't remember the county that he was in charge of, but he managed the and he prison was there. Still supported by Trump. Yes, and he was forcing the inmates to wear panties, the male inmates to wear panties and some other stuff where they didn't have air conditioning. They That's lived in lean tos And he was completely sick. I mean, how messed up in the brain. But he was tough on immigrants. And, and I was going to say, he was Ugh. actually um, giving his cops instruction to specifically target, like, Hispanic people. Yeah, he was absolutely despicable human being. But, you know, MAGA, right? Wear that red cap. Trump supported Joe Arpaio. And a he lot got of people in trouble. Are- and, the, and then, so he got in trouble for these horrible human rights violations. But then Trump... Uh, pardoned him. Is that what happened? Yeah, I don't know if it was a pardon. Like, I don't know if that's the right word, but he did something like that. I wouldn't be at all surprised, but you, even if pardoned or not, you had p- plenty of people on the right who were cheering for Joe Arpaio saying, yes, you Well, know. they hate criminals, right? They don't care if uh, people in jail are being tortured, and they, yep. and they especially don't care if they're uh, Mexican or any sort of Hispanic. Or illegally crossed you know? the border. The that's- people, you know, a lot of these people that are supporting... The criminal justice system, they love that this is happening to people. They're just as sick in the brain as the guy you guys were just talking about. Absolutely. You're entirely correct. And it's sad. But these people, they they do live in that world where they think that criminal means evil. Criminal means bad person. They they miss that civics civics lesson where, you know, pretty much everything in the United States is a crime. 
Uh, the average American, I, I still haven't read the book, but commits three felonies a day, as I understand it. The only thing keeping you out of prison, a federal prison, is the fact that the federal government just can't prosecute everyone. But you better believe it. If we had enough cops out there to pull over everyone speeding, everyone who was driving with a busted taillight or an expired registration sticker or whatever, and then couldn't pay those fines, you would eventually end up in jail just like any of these people. And the crimes that these people committed out there in Arizona, by and large, were just I don't think they were convicted of coming to America illegally. I think that was uh, Customs and Border Patrol that was dealing with that. And what Joe Arpaio ended up dealing with were like people who, Hispanics who were in in America, perhaps legally or illegally, who committed some other crime. Like they stole, you know, something from CVS or whatever. And Joe Arpaio would disappear them into the prison for five years because he was a despicable, immoral monster. But. People didn't care because, you know, as Nikki pointed out, a lot of them were just masking their racism with, oh, we need people who are here legally, not the illegal ones. Is what the scenario, the easiest scenario to have to fix this would be to make all immigration legal. If you want to come here, just come here. We have Steve on the line from here in New Hampshire. Steve, you are on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi, thanks for taking my call. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, but yeah, I think it was last night you and Ian um, and I think uh, Conan were talking about uh, that guy, Nicholas Sarwark. Um, I actually, I didn't know much about him until yesterday. I took, took yesterday off and tried to do the right thing and do a lot of research on the candidates um, and before I made my decision. And I, unfortunately, I, kinda, I, I, did, I did vote for him. I didn't, uh, didn't know as much as I could have, as I could have. But anyway, I found it interesting. You guys were saying that he was um, he was sponsoring the uh, was it Kelly uh, Halder Haldorson, I believe, for uh, for for governor. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about that. Um, one of the reasons I chose actually voted for Carolyn over um, the gal Kelly is um, the gal Kelly. She she was on NHPR and uh, she she used the phrase unironically. She used the phrase uh, alt right. She said she was concerned about an alt right president presence in the Libertarian Party. Yeah, that's what, that's the worst thing about like the Nick Starwork types is like I don't like the alt right either. It's not like I'm like oh I'm pro alt right. It's just like stupid stuff like that. So outdated, so stupid. It's a bad way of phrasing it, certainly, but we can't pretend like there's not a libertarian to alt right pipeline because there very much is. Like look at Christopher. I think Ke- it's just regular right that I have a problem with. I, mean, I don't like the the fact well, that libertarians Cantwell are not right wing. Christopher Cantwell used to be a libertarian. He sat in this very studio, right? But he rode that pipeline right into the alt right, as many others have done. And that this no, I'm happens. not saying that there's not one. It, it's just that it's not a thing anymore. The alt right is like a thing that is gone now. And people are still talking about that. It's like she's obviously trying to get like Democratic votes like that. And it's just like cringe. But but I wouldn't say that you did anything wrong by voting for Nick Starwark because I would vote for Nick Starwark over most of the other candidates, if that makes sense. And to be fair, what this woman, when she talked about the alt-right among libertarians in New Hampshire, she almost certainly meant the Mises caucus libertarians and that's just such overblown nonsense that it, it just makes my eyes roll to deal with it. Yeah. Yes. And that's, um, that's kind of what was leading to my, my question. Um, I don't always keep up on everything uh, going on in, in the libertarian party in New Hampshire, but I know about a year ago, it was back June or so, I think of 2021, I, uh, there was a, a coup of sorts. There was with the gal at the head of the libertarian party was like registered of like a new libertarian party and took over the social media accounts and, Anyway, I know there was, there was a lot of history there. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. 
what I was told for the Mormons was that the people that settled the Americas, the South Americas, were actually from the Egypt area. And then they took the boats, and then the current carried them into South America. And they went up to the um, Panama Canal, and they settled, like, parts of Mexico. And so, that, but I do believe that. You do or you don't believe that? I, I have. I do believe that. I Sarah, first of all, well, first, <laughs> first of all, it's oh, that yeah, they think yeah. they're Israelis. They think that they're Israelites. That's, That's right, what I've heard. Okay. That's it. Yeah, the Native American. Okay. And I, I'm going just off what South Park taught me here, but okay. They're, oh, yeah. They're Israelites. They're, they're the tribes of Israel. The thing is, there is no archaeological evidence to prove that at all. And there, the Panama Canal certainly was not here back then. So, but I think that's just something <laughs> well, Sarah got wrong. They Remember, they, they had the sundials and the pyramids that were very much like the Egyptians. And they, they found so they had those in Asia, too. There's also pyramids in China. Yeah. yeah. And all around okay. the world. Because it turns out when you want to stack rocks together on top of a monument, the best way to do that is like to make a pyramid out of them. There's now, all kinds of symbolism. Yeah, I'm re- I realize this may surprise you, but if you think back to your childhood when you have like, I don't know, 10 things you wanted to stack up, that's just the most obvious way to stack them and make sure they wouldn't fall. I don't know. I think you're both wrong. I think that the aliens built the pyramids. I had a professor when I was in college who, who like, legitimately believed that the way they were constructed was by using their voices and singing to elevate <laughs> no, the stones to where they That's needed to be. That's kind of crazy that you would talk about that, because I've heard that theory. It's interesting, because uh, they believe that, I don't know if it was singing, but there was some kind of sound. I, I'm not saying I believe it. It's just really interesting. But people believe that you can use some kind of sound wave to rearrange the molecules in rock to where they can uh, be moldable. And it would kind of make sense with some of the things that are built in like uh, South America where we don't even have the technology today to get rocks uh, like they're built in these walls and stuff to where a human hair can't even go in between them. They're so perfectly fitted together. It's like they're mold- they were moldable and they dried that way. There's all kinds of things with the Great Pyramid of Giza and the Sphinx together that perfectly align with like the stars and constellations. Like, oh, this day they're perfectly aligned this way, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to recite it, but right. really but- interesting. Like somebody would have to be, a, be you know, perfect with their math, per- perfect with the tools to be able to look at the sky and everything. But yeah, there's no way that that was accident or just coincidence. Yeah. There is absolutely... No way. And the argument is put forward is that people did this. Tens of thousands of people did this using only chisels and hammers. And yeah, I'm not saying add up. I'm not saying that didn't happen, but I'm saying when I look at this and I factor in all of these things, like how magnets weren't even invented then, and it's aligned with magnetic north, and it's an eight-sided pyramid and not a four-sided pyramid, and it's in the exact right spot to be shown to be eight-sided during the equinox. Or solstice, I don't remember which. I mean, when you factor in all of those things, it seems very unlikely that anyone did this using chisels and hammers. Because the one thing is that I always think about with all these cultures, not just uh, ancient Egypt, like all of the art and stuff like that that seems like, oh, it has no real meaning, but it took lots of effort. These people were, you're telling me that these people were working day and night just to survive and they sat around doing this art just for no reason as well like it must have served some kind of a purpose like made energy or something like that 
it was religious. Uh, I think that's probably one of the better explanations that I've heard. For it doesn't a lot make of sense this. though, because like people would not well, be like, "I'm not going to eat today. I'm going to build the pyramid." Like well, I really don't st- think thousands uh, of people would do that. The and you, we can't really know what Egyptologists really say or what actually happened. But the going theory among Egyptologists today is that they were actually paid. They found receipts or something like that from hmm. the building of the Great Pyramids. I, but it's not just Egypt. Like they, that was a rich country. There was all kinds yeah. of like, oh, these were dirt poor people just living in Mexico, and they built a pyramid too. And they also sat around carving these intricate little dolls that you know are, are like sculptures and stuff like that, just to pray to them. You know, like. I'm not going to eat today. Not going to make my tortillas. I'm going to, you know, carve this thing that I'm imagining that I'm going to pray to. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just going to say that one of the things that I was pretty disappointed in uh, uh, Mr. Trump was uh, was his pardon of uh, Joe Arpaio. Joe Arpaio was was the you know just one of the worst Swine. people in law enforcement. Yeah, he was well, certainly I evil. Mean, exactly. I mean, he was you know, and I and I had a I have a, a an ex uncle. He's only like a year older than me, but uh, my ex uncle. That's what I heard. How does it? Is that right? Is that did we hear correctly? Well, he was he was married to my aunt. Okay. Okay. And now now no longer is. Anyways, uh and and she was only a year older than me as well. So, you know, my mom was the first of of eight. What did anyway, this what was it about this uncle? So so this uncle he lived in Mesa, Arizona, which is nearby um Phoenix. And that's that's where uh, Maricopa County is, by the way. And and uh, and and, you know, Trump pardoned a, a, a jerk off. But, I, you know, I think that that was more, you know, his idea that, you know, that cops are all good and stuff like that. And yeah, I, that's a horrible that, that, idea. That just, yeah, I well, don't know why Trump. Horrible. I don't know why Trump pardoned Joe Arpaio, uh, other than you know he wanted brownie points with the with the racists and the among, among the Republicans who wanted exactly that. Yeah, that's more of the thing that people should point to when they say that Trump is racist, because like most of the stuff they say about him isn't very persuasive that he's racist. I mean, I believe it. I'd believe it. But the thing I don't they think should Trump's point to any more racist than anyone else. I mean, he. I think he they was, should point to Joy, well, Joe Arpaio. Him pardoning Joe Apaccio, however you say it. Arpaio was actually, uh, uh, you know, he's a cop, okay? That's why he got pardoned. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, race or anything like that, although... No, I'm I saying he was Arpaio, ra- racist. Uh, Apaccio, Apaccio, whatever he is. Arpaio, yeah, he he was absolutely racist. Yeah, he's like, confirmed. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that at all. I don't think... I actually don't think Trump is generally racist, but uh, that's another story. We have Renee on the line from Louisiana. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I want to make a comment about police. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, first of all, you get what you pay for. I mean, these guys 
some of them might might be able to be good. They should have a better selection process like special forces, more schooling, and more training, like real-life training scenarios in schools so they do not make these mistakes, you know. A lot of them make mistakes because they're not properly trained. I mean, either way, they're going to be agents of the state, you know, enforcing laws that are unethical. And a fair number of them, like, want to be unethical. They want to enforce bad laws. They want to impress people's rights. It's not like people or cops are just going around accidentally doing bad things. The things they do, they're supposed to be doing according to their job. I'll tell you a few experiences. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I view the police when they're being bad. I, I mean, I don't. Some communities, I don't. Want, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to let you use fill it in. They have the attitude. Uh, you can't. They have a the big boy. Uh, how do they call that? The, uh, you know the the. Darn, I forgot the word. Like they all knit knit and all that. The uh, the good old boy system, and uh. I dismiss that because my personal experience, I've got in trouble. Somebody stopped me when they look at the computer. What I did, I didn't mean to do it. I just had help that day, not feeling good. So he was. He went from how you doing, sir, to being totally ugly. They were having a surge for some reason, and uh, you know, like extra police and. Uh, he showed up in front of the other two policemen who stayed quiet, like he was daring me to do something, like, I don't know, maybe want me to react to shoot me and hurt me and all that. I was sassy, but not over sassy. The next day, I went to a supervisor. I wrote down on a paper. I talked to the guy, told him how much a liability, if I was unstable liability to me, the community, the other policemen, if something happened. So months later, I seen him at an office. Instead of working the beat, calling me, sir, being nice, I, I don't care. I'm not too forgiving. So my attitude toward police is if you don't make a report and it has a good old boy system, eventually the top good old boy will be scared. That good old boy at the bottom gets him in trouble. It's like Malcolm X, Malcolm Little, a.k.a. Malcolm X said, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.